How am I going to start this one? Hmm. Mm, you can just sort of make this noise. Hello everybody and welcome to another episode of the Go Play That podcast. I'm joined by Bob Marate. Hello there. And I'm joined by Tom Wilford. Old school represent. Mm-hmm. And my name is Rob Cook. He robs and he cooks. I do both of those things sometimes. <laughs> I steal hearts. <laughs> and then cooks them. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> some voodoo shits. <laughs> All right. Well, um, we've been playing some amazing games uh, over the last week. Well, I, I've let my weekend disappear down the void that is Dark Souls 3. Oh, uh, dear. Have you played much of it, Bob? I yeah, I've been playing it over the weekend as well and over the past week. It's kind of like my my go-to game lately for mm-hmm. whenever I feel like playing something Dark Souls 3, which is a tremendous mistake because I want to relax. <laughs> <laughs> and Dark Souls 3 is anything but. Right, yeah. Um I sank about, well I sank 24 hours worth into it since the release on was it Tuesday? Um can't, can't remember. Sometime last week, I believe. Yeah. And um yeah, I cannot stop playing it. Yeah, you and I must be on the, around the same mark because I I think I have more or less the same playtime. Okay. Okay. So, yeah. I've been going quite well. Uh I've got stuck twice and but haven't really been put off by just grinding out um hmm. some levels to to get over the hump of not doing enough damage, but I'm at a point now and I'm not going to spoil it cuz No, no. Let's... Every every step of the way in this game is discovery. is a mystery and it's all about discovery yeah definitely and um a lot of the magic is in working out how to like where you're going running in running through an area um ahead of where you should be just to try and find the next bonfire and there's been plenty of that um but I'm at a point now where my only two options are bosses uh, <laughs> and I found an area where I can grind out a about 10% of a level within 30 seconds and, and loop this same one enemy. Uh, so okay, I'm, I spent some time over the last couple of days just doing that. Uh, cheap as it is, um, it's going to keep me playing through the game. And it got me thinking, was there anything else I've been missing from the game? So one thing I haven't done anything with, with is the Covenants. I don't know if you've spent any time with Covenants in this game or with previous ones. Yeah, I have. I, on previous games, I spend more time with Covenants than on this one because I don't have many at the moment. <laughs> but I recently joined the one that is mostly about co-op gaming, you know? So oh, okay. you're, you are awarded by helping out other people. And when someone on this Covenant helps you out, you get the same reward. Which so one is that? That's the, the Warriors of Sunlight. Oh, I haven't seen that one. I've got I've got the options to join two different ones, but it's neither of them. I'm going to have to yeah, research, it, I think. It's a bit hidden. Yeah, that's the thing. I mean, I encountered it completely by chance. Right. Because whenever I get too frustrated with Dark Souls or something on some certain area, all I do is I return to a previous bonfire and I purposefully get lost. And I just, I don't know, run around, mm. search in every nook and cranny, every corner, every house, anything. And then you encounter nice items, maybe, and maybe characters, maybe covenants, 
it's it's always worth exploring this game yeah sometimes when i get frustrated i'll go back to a really really early bonfire and just feel super powerful where i used to feel really weak Mm. um there's this enemy early on in the game in tutorial land that you're not supposed to uh challenge at the start because uh, yes. you'll, you'll just get wiped out but i took him down in about three hits yesterday <laughs> just in frustration like right this guy's not getting killed someone's got to taste this pain uh, so <laughs> i do much um, the same i go and fight kids at junior schools <laughs> <laughs> it, it feels good man yeah i was I, you really know good. i was bullied as a kid and now it just feels amazing being 35 <laughs> and just battering some 11 year old What's your weapon I do not choice? approve this message. <laughs> yeah, that is not true, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> what What would your weapon of choice be, though? Uh, it's a can of sweet corn and a sock. <laughs> <laughs> what, green giant? Yeah, yeah, green giant, just swinging it around right. furiously. Sorry, yeah. I'll let you get <laughs> yeah. back to Dark Souls. I just feel, you know, left out because this game terrifies me. It's, um, so, I think I've told the story before, but I've tried all of the Dark Souls games all of them, all of the Souls games, excluding Demon Souls, and I only really got on with Bloodborne. Um, but now I've done that. I th- actually think this game is better than Bloodborne. I don't know if mm. you f- are feeling that, Bob. Yeah, um, you have not played Demon Souls, and no. that, that's a bit of a shame because it reminds me so much of Demon Souls, Dark mm-hmm. Souls Three. I think it is on par, if not better, than Demon Souls, which is my favorite entry as well. Yeah, that is a huge so, statement to make uh, from yeah, yeah. what I've heard. But it's good. I think it's good that we've got a, a diverse background with the game series mm. because this is something that if, if your first foray was in Bloodborne, uh, this is more of that and even better. I think it's the best um, Dark Souls game. Mm. And I'm wondering how it would play for someone who'd not played any of the games before. I think it's. It's still harsh. Obviously, it's still very difficult. I'd imagine that some veterans of the series would say it's a bit easier than some of the others, but um, I've heard that some of the bosses in this game are some of some of the series' favourites from the from the fan base already. Hmm. I would disagree with saying that this is actually easier than the previous entries, but right. maybe it's just that I have not played them for for such a long time, you know. But the good the good thing about the Dark Souls series, or any of the Souls games actually, is that anyone can enter the series in any entry, mm-hmm. because the story is there, the lore is there, but the game doesn't really lay it out to you like, yeah, this is what happened, and now you're on this point of the story, and you continue, you know? So each game, even though it's set up on the same, on the same uh, let's call it the same world, yeah, except for Bloodborne... Mm-hmm. Um, they are they are really really different, and they talk about different kinds of um, parts of the world. And I don't know, it's it's really well laid out, and and it doesn't really impede anyone from enjoying any of the series. Yeah, I would recommend people to to just try whatever they feel like. If they want to start with Dark Souls two, go right ahead. If you mm. want to start with Dark Souls three, sure, why not? I'd rec- I'd recommend the latest one. Yeah, I would um, too. Definitely. I kind of heard that the bosses were super easy, but the or not super mm. easy. They they were easier than other entries, but uh, the actual standard enemies were a lot more challenging in this one. That I, depends, I guess. I don't know. Apparently, you know, I yeah. just heard talk about like knights with great shields and stuff, and you get like ganged up on yeah. by yeah. them. There's a lot of those. Yes. Yeah. 
and people were kind of saying, well, you know, maybe I'd rather face few of the bosses than like two or three of those guys at once. Hmm. Um, I've rolled over a couple of bosses, but I've had difficulty with most of them. Uh, but I've enjoyed it all the way through. Uh, this is the first of the series that I've not felt um, ashamed to play, <laughs> like uh-huh. ashamed of my own skill, because uh, I play a lot of games and immediately bounced off of those early earlier ones. But no, this is this is so far turning out to be my favourite, uh, my favourite game of the year by a long stretch, and my favourite game in the series. And mm-hmm. I wasn't sure that would be the case going in like there was a lot of early talk of what are they like what are they doing with Dark Souls 3 can they really do a another one and Dark Souls 2 didn't you know hit with the fans the way the first did and the way Demon Souls did um and then there was talk about like the was it Miyazaki working on Bloodborne mostly so how would mm. that impact this one but it it's fantastic yeah I mean, to call it Game of the Year, I'm not sure. I haven't seen, of course, all of the games that this year is going to bring, but it's definitely a serious candidate. And pretty much the Soul series has a very, very addressed or target, so to speak. Mm-hmm. And uh, people who are in this target are, of course, going to enjoy the crap out of it. Yeah. And and um, personally, my, my favorite part about the Soul series is the magnificent level design that there is. So... Mm. Everything yeah. has a reason. Everything has a purpose. The the level, without telling you anything explicitly, definitely conveys that this area can be dangerous or mm-hmm. this something will happen here. And you have to really pay attention to not only the enemies, but also the surroundings, like the proper environment. Or yeah. if, a, if an area is darker than others, it's for a reason. And, you know, stuff like that. The way the game talks to you without really talking to you yeah, it's, it's amazing. It's definitely, it's it's amazing. It's definitely something that I haven't seen in many other games. Yeah, than on the Soul series and Bloodborne, and the way it interconnects different uh, areas. So, like you'll loop back to somewhere, open a gate, and realize that that, that you saw that gate from the other side about ten hours of gameplay before. Yeah, <laughs> and that you the would world, never realize. Yeah, yeah, that this forest just connected with, with this tower out of nowhere, and you hadn't mm-hmm. even realized that you were very close to the start of the game all along. Like stuff like that. It's amazing. So yeah, there is a lot to love on Dark Souls 3, on the Souls series in general. There is also a lot to hate. Because, <laughs> yeah, it's 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 a tough game, as as everyone knows. So sure. it's it's probably not for everyone, but no. I, I encourage everyone to at least try it out and mm-hmm. persevere a little bit, you know, give it a little effort. Yeah. Because it's so rewarding. It's just great. I, I don't... Mm-hmm hate it like i had dark souls uh on the 360 Mm -hmm. and Mm -hmm. then you know i I, i've got bloodborne on the playstation and you know bloodborne i was actually enjoying i was getting into that the problem is that then various things happened and i had to leave bloodborne for about three or four weeks right which was Mm. then really really difficult to make myself pick it up it really sets you back. It yeah. really sets you back. So it's a game that you've got to have, I think, time set aside to really dedicate to it. Because um, yeah. coming back after four weeks, I was like, right, I know I'm a super tough enemy. I know where I stopped, but I've kind of forgotten the control system. <laughs> you yeah, know? I could see that happening. Um, enemy yes, enemy totally. patterns, who's around the corner, that kind of thing. So it's like, 
I literally am going to have to boot up a new game and start this. And game. I would encourage you to do that, yeah. Yeah, and I, mean, I, yeah. I got quite far. Started I was over. doing okay, and I got way further in Bloodborne than I got in Dark Souls. Because uh, Dark Souls is just horrendous. <laughs> it is. <laughs> a lot of... <laughs> But a lot of those games, like if you played it from the start again, that knowledge of that early area, even though it's not fresh in your mind, you're going to remember some stuff from your first playthrough and it's going to be, I think, a lot easier um, once you, you, you'll get back up to where you were a lot quicker. Sure, sure. It's mm-hmm. it's not even that though. It's just the, it's just this sort of the feeling of I can't be bothered, you know. It's intimidating it's and intimidating. it's overwhelming. Yeah, yeah. It's like... If I've got a few hours to play this weekend, why am I going to play Bloodborne? <laughs> why am I going to do that to myself? Why am I not going to just play something nice? I um, So I've been playing it pretty much nonstop since release, as I said, and I need to keep that up for, the, for a similar reason. Like, I don't think I'd drop it, but I would still have difficulty if I had to come back to it after a week or two. Um, the only other thing I've been playing, uh, just in moments where I've played about eight hours on Saturday and needed a break, but wanted to still play games yeah. <laughs> um, rather than like taking a quick break and going back in. I actually booted up quantum break, which I got my hands on okay. and um, it's not very good. Oh. Um, we'll only speak about it briefly, but it's a shame because remedy is one of my favorite developers from their history of between Max Payne and, and Alan Wake. Alan Wake. Yeah. Um, and this game still, there's a still like a remedy feel to it, um, but it's it's really strange. Like it's not very much fun to play between um, between the combat that doesn't quite feel right, and you're kind of automatically put into cover, but you don't really have much control over that for the uh, over that. Um, and then there's these platforming sections that aren't fun at all, and that's about it for the gameplay so far. Apart from some time powers that you have, which all pale in comparison to the standard um, dive to the side in slow motion move from Max Payne. Mm. Um, or even like the combat in Alan Wake with the light, like that was much more satisfying and enjoyable. Um, I saw my first... So this game has, I don't know how much, maybe an hour's worth of proper FMVs, like real-life acting with real actors. Did you download and those it? actors... Uh, I didn't down. I didn't need to download the eighty gig <laughs> that it takes to download it locally because the streaming on second try was working, right? Um, and that looks fine. But yeah, if you wanted, if you couldn't stream it, you would have to download a eighty to ninety gig file of all of the episodes because it's not just it's not just an hour's worth of TV. Um, because depending on what choices you make, they will swap out a few scenes in each episode to reflect what you've decided. Ah, uh, so it's sort of branching story then. Yeah, it is a branching story uh, and I'm not sure how much change uh, changes. Um but it's it's a very strange game and I can't really I, get, ha- I can't really get over the fact that the hero looks a bit like Danny Dyer. That's done it for me, really. Well, he's a he's a proper like actor from somewhere. I just can't remember where. Um but but the the protagonist's brother is one of the Hobbits. Is <laughs> <laughs> it Dominic Monaghan, no? I think. Uh, yeah, yeah, that's the... Yeah, the yeah. guy from Lost. Uh, oh, yes, of mm. course. Yeah, um, but yeah there's, some, there's some familiar faces. My girlfriend uh, recognized a few of them on screen, like, more than I did. Uh, 
I don't know where they're from. Um, the TV show is pretty throwaway, but it's an interesting concept, but I don't think it really pulls together, which is a, sh a shame, as I said, c considering the pedigree. Um, maybe they worked better with Rockstar than with, with Microsoft. Um, although they did Alan Wake with Microsoft, so I don't know. But Alan Wake was Just, pretty heavily flawed. It was good, but it had a lot of flaws. Yes, yes, definitely. And, and to be yeah. honest, the combat and the, the sort of outside the story was probably mm -hmm. the worst part of Alan Wake. Like the story was actually better than the than the mechanics. Yeah. So I think maybe they've gone the other way with Remedy. It's uh, with uh, Quantum Break. Sorry, it sounds like the 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 story's all right. Yeah, I, I'd say that if there was a spectrum of remedy between those three franchises, that um, you'd put Max Payne on one side and Quantum Break on in the uh, on the other, uh, and Alan Wake in the middle. Not to say that it's the best balance. Like Max Payne is far and away my favourite. Yeah. Uh, but that's yeah, wh where where they've put the effort in between gameplay and story, that seems to be uh, how things have turned out. I noticed Max Payne um, just popped up on the uh, PlayStation Store. This week. Oh, really? Yeah, the original. original Max Payne is on there now. Yep. Oh, okay. PS4? Yep. Oh, cool. I wonder, what they've, I wonder what they've done to it. Um, Earl and I were planning to play through Max Payne, that same game. Uh, we downloaded some mods that made it work in uh, widescreen, full screen with... with we had, to, we had to get some other thing because on, on Steam it doesn't work at all out of the box. Like, it won't even launch. <laughs> um you have to turn on some kind of anti-aliasing thing. Um, so, yeah, if you haven't played Max Payne or Max Payne 2, do that. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um, Max Max Payne is far and away my favourite of the series. Um, just the like the incidental dialogue and, and the combat and, and the story I really love. But Max Payne 3, I've got, a, you know, that's close to my heart between the way that the single player played and the soundtrack to the, to the time's we had playing multiplayer. Yeah, a few we years did. Back. Uh, we did a lot of work. That's really sort of where we we bonded over as well. Um, yes, as yes. Back at the start, before we even conceived of go play that kind of thing. Well, you guys already had the the idea germinating, mm. but before it became a thing, I think it was Max Payne three that that got us playing together. Yeah, daily multiplayer sessions on a three hundred and sixty. We even played with Giant Bomb one time. Oh yes, really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Me and Rob were in a in a team against Jeff and somebody else on Giant Bomb. Yeah, they did. It was that Thursday night throwdown, the, the old Thursday show they used to do. Yeah, yeah, and uh, yeah. we got rinsed. <laughs> <laughs> we th yeah, we th we got pretty good at that game though. Like against the general population, we got a, we got pretty good. Like I always used the uh, like the bolt action rifle from afar. Yeah, I can't remember. I can't remember what your favorite weapon it was, was. Twin pistols. Oh, I've got, right, of course. Yeah, yes. just running around. But the the my my favorite part of that game is how they got the slow motor work in the multiplayer. That was pretty like it was a case of it was a case of uh, it's like that that scene in Spaced um where <laughs> like one one guy starts going into slow motion and then when the other sees him he's now in slow motion. Yeah. And so you're you're walking at normal speed then you'll go around this corner where these people are fighting like diving in slow motion and it will slow you down as well and you'll have to like dive to get a good position like yeah it was amazing. it's amazing how that all works like on that you know in the same server where there's people in different areas of the level walk, moving at different speeds it doesn't it doesn't make sense in your head how that how that on a three functions but as well yes <laughs> <laughs>
but uh, um, yeah, speaking of speaking of those kind of games, I've been mm. I've been testing out uh, Heavy Rain this week. Okay. Okay. On on PS4 is that? Yeah, I got it cheap. It's the the remastered version uh, with Beyond uh, with, Two Souls. Right. Okay. Uh, but I never played it. It's uh, another one of those that I never played uh, from not having a yeah. PS3. Right. Um, yeah. Yeah. What do you think? Yeah, I'm enjoying it. Because, you know, I'm a walking simulator fan anyway, so this is just... It's kind of a more involved version of that, hmm. you know? Is this your first Quantic Dream game? Yes. Okay, you didn't oh, play man. Fahrenheit. Yeah, no, I know okay. of Fahrenheit. I've seen a lot about mm-hmm. it, but I never actually played it. So I, enjoy, I enjoyed Heavy Rain for what it was. If you, if you don't put too much stock into what's going on, like I enjoyed the concepts around it and, and how things played out and how, how things go. Uh, but I I would suggest you you keep with it because it's it's entertaining I think yeah I'm, I'm playing I think it. Heavy Rain was the favorite my favorite of the bunch as well I mean I haven't tried Omicron yet oh but right. I, I do have <laughs> yeah, Omicron I, I, on my Steam account I believe that's yeah a, that's a Bowie too. joint isn't it yeah yeah exactly that that's how I got it I mean the moment uh, Bowie passed away oh, they, yes, they, of course Quantic Dream gave it for free mm, yeah I remember to that. anyone who would I, claim it and and, and yeah. that that's how I got it but I haven't played it yet. But yeah, from the bunch that I've played of, of Quantic Dream, Heavy Rain is definitely my favorite. Yeah. There's a lot of good sound design on it, things like that, um, that I enjoy. Even like the very first, like the loading screen, when it's sort of coming up with Sony Quantic Dream and you've got that rain on leather sound. Ah, yes. Okay. Mm. Like I'm using full surround sound headphones. <laughs> it just sounds amazing. <laughs> yeah. I've, yeah. St- I've started using headphones a lot more for gaming when I'm, when I'm on my own uh, these days. and. It's night and day between. Like I've got an amazing surround sound system, but getting to hear right there everything, <laughs> everything that they're throwing at you, it's it makes a lot of difference. Like playing Dark Souls three with headphones, I get a better feeling of where things are. Mm. This isn't obviously not a new concept, but it's new to me. <laughs> no, it's new to me as well. It's like sort of the last six months that I've had a really cracking pair of headphones. Mm. And uh, <laughs> headphones, okay, yep. Or headset even, but. Um, it's, I mean, even even walking textures, you know, stuff like that. You're walking on gravel, then you're walking on grass, then you're walking mm. on asphalt, and you know, it just sounds so much better. Hmm. So, yeah. so yeah, I do recommend it. But yeah, heavy heavy rain. It's got me sort of, you know, it it feels a bit like because uh, I'm playing it in short bursts. I'm sort of playing one or two little vignettes at a time, and then moving on because uh, I think my girlfriend wants to play it, and I don't want to spoil it for her so i'm playing it when she's uh-huh. not here oh, okay. kind of if i wake up earlier on a weekend whatever it's like right i'll get half an hour of or an hour of uh of heavy rain in. so i'm probably about two or three hours into it and it's you know enjoying it do you guys play anything like of that ilk together like story-based stuff no not really uh we both played firewatch but separately like completely separately. I didn't see her play it. She didn't see me play it. Right. You <laughs> should talk- try that out. Yeah. <laughs> it changes the way you play a game. Trust sure, me. sure. We just have never really sat down and like, because she's a bit shy about me watching her play. Okay. In that way, it's like, uh, you know, uh, oh, no, mm. I may, if I make mistakes, she'll tell me off. Or if I do something, I'm just like, no, you can't play it wrong, you know? Yeah. Well, Tom, if, if that's the case, piece of advice, yeah. don't play Portal 2 co-op. 
I tried playing that with my dad, and it was just the single biggest fail in my gaming history. <laughs> Don't ever do that. <laughs> I mean, my dad's pretty good. He can kick my ass on fight night. You know, he's not like a complete, you know, philistine when it comes to handling a controller. But there was something about Portal that just broke his mind. <laughs> 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 I think he doesn't he doesn't quite get to grips with left stick move, right stick look. Right, yeah. Which is kind of <laughs> fundamental in Portal, really. Yeah, it's, it's a big deal, but it, it is quite a leap of of ability. Like, it's a foreign concept if you're... Like, even if you're used to playing games in third person mm. with camera control, that's still a huge difference to a third per, uh, first person control. I've, I've, I've seen, I've witnessed yeah. people that haven't been used to that kind of game have a real difficulty not just looking at the ceiling or the floor <laughs> just spinning around in a corner somewhere <laughs> yeah or like having to use one stick at a time something like that yeah. like throw them on de- uh, on devil daggers and like <laughs> require that they get 30 seconds before they move on <laughs> yeah yeah are you unsure 30 about seconds is reasonable though <laughs> yeah yeah are you unsure if you like games well try this you'll either love it yeah. or you'll hate it <laughs> yeah yeah <laughs> No, our co-op gaming sessions tend to be her playing on the Vita and swearing at Walking Dead. Mm-hmm. So, <laughs> while I'm not looking, obviously. But, right. uh, yeah, we should set something up like that. That'd be interesting. Because I think yeah. Earl wrote an article about playing Game of Thrones with his wife. Yeah. Yeah, I would recommend either that or Tales from the Borderlands. Well, again, I played that alone. She didn't see me play that. And oh, okay. If, if you played it already, then, yeah, it defeats the purpose. But she, but, she yeah. also played The Wolf Among Us without me seeing it <laughs> you know uh-huh. it's like <laughs> stealth gaming almost it's like hey i finished this i didn't see you play mm. that when did you do that <laughs> <laughs> but uh, um you, you mentioned you've been playing something else recently yeah or just now <laughs> just just now i've actually had it for about a week um just booted it up so basically you know i was talking about assault android cactus mm-hmm. uh, i liked it i i thought oh, i'm getting pretty decent at this twin stick malarkey so I I tested myself out with uh, Rob Fearon's, um Death Ray Manta. Okay, I have no idea what that is about. No, me neither. This is a tiny game. The guys, the guy I know him, or I know of him, should I say? I've never met the man, but I know of him through sort of uh, Rock Paper Shotgun. He was quite active in the community on there. Um, he's a games developer. Talk, talks a lot of sense. Really, he's quite active. He does his own blog of like discussing sort of the more silly things that are happening in the gaming community and, and very easily taking them apart in a very sensible and and constructive way. Right. Um, he was a champion of Assault Android Cactus as well, and he he's made his own game, which is uh, Death Ray Manta. And it's, it's really cheap. I mean, if you want to pay what you want on Steam, I think it's like £2. Mm-hmm. It's really silly. It's like stupidly cheap. Um, I paid a bit more because, you know, through reading his blog or seeing him on Twitter, I know that they're having his wife's having a lot of health problems and they've got issues and this kind of thing. So I was like, oh, I'll pay, you know, a little bit more for for his game. And he sent me a really nice personalized email. Okay. Saying like, thank you so much for buying my game. It means a lot. You know, I've been having some issues and everything like this really helps out. So that was kind of nice as well. But the game itself is actually fantastic. And I- <laughs> okay. Thank God, I thought you were going another way with yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, the game is a load <laughs> of rubbish. No, the game is actually amazing. And uh, 
again, it's twin stick, and it's it's just brutal. Mm. Um, imagine having like a permanent disco in your frontal lobe. Uh. That's kind of what happens when you turn this game on. It's just you're a fish. Obviously, you're a, as the as each level tells Obviously, you, yeah. you're a strong fish and a beautiful fish, and. <laughs> You basically have to kill all the enemies on a screen and you walk to the next screen. That's it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But it is just an explosion of light and color and just wow. You know, like everything explodes when you kill it, of course. Like there's lasers flying about. It's it's really hard to put into words just how bright and colorful this game is. Everything. Are you- Sorry? Sorry, are you... um? Are you playing in short bursts? Like, is it something that, like, is each play, uh, each play session very short? Uh, is it that kind of game? Yeah, I wanted to... Re- really, I didn't play Devil Daggers with you guys, but I have the same feeling of that. Like, the first time I played it, mm. I got to wave two. Okay, okay. The max level I've got when I thought I was doing really well was wave 12. Hmm. Not mm-hmm. bad. And, and we're talking, like, if you're, if you're clearing them out, you could be clearing them out in, like, 20, 30 seconds here. Okay, I see. So my first playthrough was less than a minute. Because you have enemies <laughs> you have enemies that move around a bit like space invadery type things and so they, they occasionally shoot things at you. Uh then you have other enemies that kind of follow like a track route around the level. Right. So it's like a almost like a little sort of laser railroad track and these little enemies they follow down almost forming like a barrier. You would have to shoot your way through. You've got uh little obstacles all around the course, which because of just this insane blast of light, flashing lights and colors, you maybe don't notice. I mean, I've died a couple of times backing into something that I didn't even see. Okay. You know, uh, you're surrounded on all sides. You're, you're sort of boxed in as well. You can't go off the edges of the levels. Um, you can bounce up against the walls, I guess, but there's there's enemies that are actually that you can't kill that are flying around the walls as well. Okay, I'm from your description, it reminds me of Geometry Wars. Have you played that? It's very much on that sort of aesthetic. Yeah. Okay. Okay. I think. I think. I haven't I like actually that. played it, but I've seen screenshots and videos of it, and it's mm. sort of along there. But I mean, it's it's a 50 meg game. You could, you could <laughs> play this on your microwave, probably. <laughs> and it's just phenomenal. It's just, uh, the music is cool as well, so it's got this really sort of thumping sort of dance track to it which which evolves and gets harder uh you know more bassy as as the levels go on right um and my fish score of 12 i thought was pretty respectable because <laughs> you know you're a manta you are death ray manta um there's no power-ups as far as i can see like okay. you literally are just as powerful as you are outside of the box you can collect crystals so i'm suspecting the crystals may do something uh, they do give you like an immediate bonus where you slow time down a little bit. You know, it goes a bit slower and a bit more easy to manage if you manage to pick up these crystals. Okay. Um, but yeah, it's just a real thumping disco of a game. <laughs> cool. I'll have to check it out. I want to see now that you've explained it in such detail. I want to see how it actually <laughs> how it actually looks. Uh, yeah, I mean, cool. I'm, I'm 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 trying to come up with adjectives. It's just bright. <laughs> just, I think I want to try it out as well. Yeah. Or, if you could, if you could uh, describe the cu- the uh, look of the game in one word, what would it be? Loud. 
La- loud. loud. Both, looks loud. Both visually, <laughs> both visually and you know, uh, sonically. Um, right. The 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 one thing that I did fail to mention is whenever you kill something, whenever you blow something up, you get like a. Um, you remember like light brights? Were they called? You know these little. There were toys from back in the eighties. You press the things and the lights come on. It's okay. It's like little individual. Mm-hmm plastic points where you you can write or spell something out by switching these lights on every time you kill something like a big congratulatory message flashes up (laughs) in this kind of like individual dots made into words kind of thing i see okay you kill some and it's remarkably british as well (laughs) so it's not like awesome you know it's like it's it's like brillo Good old chap. Yeah, Brillo. Brillo, ace. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> Bayek, I think, flashed up at one moment. <laughs> so, you know, you're spinning around desperately trying to take out all these enemies that are just assaulting you from all sides with this pulsing lights. And then to make it, of course, even harder, you're getting, like, you know, fab flashed up in enormous bright lights. <laughs> <laughs> the whole thing's a mess. I'm going to play some more. I'm going to see if I can get to at least level 20 without having a seizure. Cool. The more I hear about it, the more I want to play it's it. It's £2. I mean, come on. Get it. Yeah, I probably will. <laughs> yes, yes. Yeah, you can grab it off Steam nice. or you can pay a bit more through through Itch.io. Itch.io. Okay. Yeah. okay I guess. Yeah. Does, that get, does that net that you a Steam, Steam key? key as well? Yeah. Oh, okay, cool. So nice. cool. That's how I play nice, it. I like, nice. I like to have all my stuff in one place if possible. Me too. Me too. Yeah. That's why I've got... Um, you know, I was going to grab it just straight off Steam, but then Itch.io provides it as well, so it's a cool place. Yeah, nice. Yeah. Cool. Mm-hmm. Bob, you've been playing anything differently? Uh, and I, differently, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I want to know if you've been playing the same game, but in a different I've played way. it upside down. Yeah. 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 He's been okay. playing Dark Souls, but with a cheese grater. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, aside from Dark Souls, I'm going to open the can of worms here. I've been playing Star Fox Zero for the Wii U. Ah, so, uh, <laughs> so for, for those who don't this? know, Star Fox, Star Fox Zero is the newest entry of the Star Fox saga, exclusive uh-huh. for the Wii U. Yes, it's been it's been a decade since we last saw a Star Fox game on a home console, because the the last one was uh, basically a remake of Star Fox sixty four for the Nintendo three DS, and uh, apparently people are not very pleased with Star Fox Zero. I mean. I'm having a blast with it. <laughs> okay, well, that's nice to hear. Yeah, yeah. Personally, I am enjoying it very much. Hmm. But it's not without reason that people are actually upset about this, you know? Okay. Let's, well, just let me elaborate. Before, before you go into it, could you yeah. just let us know what your history with the series is? Yeah, of course. I've been playing Star Fox since the Super Nintendo entry, which is the first one, mm-hmm. which is was okay. back in the day. Uh, it's, it's called Star Wing in Europe, I think, isn't it? Uh, I don't know. My my copy is called Starwing, and and for a long time I thought this was the name. Of you've the, not been. Of the you've never played the original Star Fox, have you? You've just been playing this game called Starwing. That was Star the Wing, Chinese yeah. knockoff. <laughs> no, it's just that many, 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 many years later, I realized that the actual name was Star Fox. Got it. Okay. The same way as the Nintendo sixty four game, Star Fox sixty four in Europe, it was called Lilat Wars. Right. Okay. For yes. For some reason, I know yes. that one. <laughs> so yeah, it's like nobody would make the the relationship. Nobody would tie them together unless you play them, which is like, oh, this is this is actually Starwing. Mm. And I had yeah. the same thing with Super Mario Brothers that my mum bought me when I was seven. <laughs> <laughs> Super Mario Brothers. Yeah. Yeah. By Nintendo. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, I played. Anyway, yeah. I Go played. 
Star Fox on the Super Nintendo. I played on the Nintendo 64. And after that, I've missed a couple of Star Fox entries. I think there was one on the Nintendo DS called Star Fox um, Command. Yeah. Okay. And I've also played the GameCube entries, Adventure and Assault. Hmm. And uh, my favorite so far is Star Fox 64. But it's probably because it was presented how it was presented and when it was presented. Right. Yeah. Time and place kind of thing. Yeah, exactly. Time and place. It was like Star Fox, as I know it, and as I remember it on the Super Nintendo, but it was, I think it was the very first game that had like fully voiceover dialogues Mm -hmm. and that back in the day blew my mind. Sure. And, and, uh, it also played so well with the Nintendo 64 gamepad. I mean, I didn't even own a Nintendo 64 back then. It was on 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 a friend's house, and and I uh, the moment I ended up getting my own Nintendo 64, I, I I purchased that game like right off. So it was like, okay, Zelda and Star Fox. Mm. I have to get those two. So um, after that, when I played Star Fox Zero, I remember a lot about Star Fox 64. So. Um, Adventure and Assault, the GameCube entries, were not really done by Nintendo. They were done by Rare, who you may remember as doing uh, Banjo-Kazooie uh, and... Oh, no, I was going to say the Kinect stuff, but, you know, no. sure, <laughs> we, can talk about, we can talk about those games they made, I guess. It's, those games nobody knows about. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and uh, and they, they were really different because it was no longer an on-the-rail space shooter as you were playing before on the Nintendo 64 on the Super Nintendo mm. it was more lo- uh, like an open levels you would you would change sometimes from going with the with the R-wing your your ship to going on foot and you know solving puzzles and not really solving puzzles but like shooting different things and and following mission objectives right. so like a different completely different game okay. but Star Fox Zero has changed all that he has it has gone back to the formula it had on the Nintendo 64 and uh for some reason, people don't seem to be appreciating that. They think that the level design is lazy and that it's some sort of port of the Nintendo 64 entry, and I completely disagree. I mean, okay. sure, there's a couple of levels that are very similar, but because it's the, the starting level, it's always on the same place. So it has to have some sort of similarity, of course. But uh, the more you play, the more differences you see. Okay, It's just like that. However, the main reason why people seem to be so upset about this game, it's because Shigeru Miyamoto seems to have gone a little too far with innovation. Um, The way that the game plays is that on the TV screen, you see your regular Star Fox view where you see your your ship from behind and you have this on the rail shooter. And on the gamepad screen, you see your cockpit view, right? Mm -hmm. And with motion controls you move the reticle to to aim and shoot. And this is not optional. So you're you're moving the gamepad around in 3D space and you need to line up targets within the within the field of view of the of the gamepad. Yeah. yeah. And, and and you've got to move is it with both sticks or just with the left stick? Both sticks actually do stuff. I mean, the left stick moves the the ship around, yep. and the right stick do um, like tilts the ship left and right, and does barrel rolls and all that jazz. Phew, of course, you it can does do barrel rolls. Roll. Yeah. Of course, it does. And and the game tells you 
many um, times to yes. do a barrel roll. <laughs> right. Okay. I mean, there's so many recycled lines from the previous games, you wouldn't believe. But yeah, that's not bad. I mean, when, mm. when I say that the motion controls are not optional, it's kind of a lie. Okay. Because, because you can pause the game and you can turn off the motion controls from instead of just having them always on, mm. you can do it to um, enable only the motion controls when you're firing the lasers. So, okay, so when you're not firing the lasers, how are you controlling? Well, are you, you're not shooting at all, right? Yeah. So when you're not firing the lasers, you're not shooting at all. You need to like press the trigger in order to shoot all the time. So that that's how it works. How does that? I, I don't understand how that's any different. Like turning that off. What what do you what are you not doing then? Like well, a, um, aiming before shooting. I'm guessing that um, the reticle moves a little bit when you are moving the ship as well. Right. But only to like point in the direction the ship is looking at, so yeah. to speak. If you have the motion controls on, even if you move the ship, the the reticle will stay on the same spot. So oh, if okay. you disable that. Mm-hmm. And you only do it only only enable motion controls when you are shooting the laser. It feels a little bit more like classic Star Fox. Okay, but so, but only partially. But what which control method are you using? I actually left it motion controls on. Okay, but um, because he's a big fan of vomiting, apparently. By the sound, no, of no, it. <laughs> no, no. I mean, it's tricky to explain. You know, I've seen this um, this article on Kotaku that that pretty much opened my mind to the game and uh, the way it works is that any normal person that plays Star Fox would be sitting on the couch it would be having the gamepad with the screen facing up correct mm-hmm. I mean this is how would you how you would oh is that your lap so you're looking down into it exactly so Nintendo is expecting you to pay attention to both screens yeah so the one in your cockpit and the one on your TV mm-hmm. So they kind of expect you to hold the gamepad in front of you all the time. Like arms outstretched. Yes. Like driving. Which is extremely exhausting. And Does it not come with like a armrest thing like <laughs> in the physical edition? No. Or didn't they do, they had to do that with um Kid Icarus. Kid Icarus. Think, they had yeah. some kind of stand for your 3DS so that you wouldn't die. <laughs> yeah, but this is no, it's not the case. It's not the case. Okay. Um it's it's yeah. I mean, it's an it's a design flaw that is hardly forgivable, but there is a workaround. So the way I played it and the way I enjoyed it, because otherwise I don't think I would enjoy, I would have enjoyed it that much. Using your wife okay. as an I, armrest. No, no, no. <laughs> just, <laughs> no. just kneel I over here. Played it laying darling. down. <laughs> I played it laying down of the couch on the couch. You know, so I would what? have the gamepad looking at me while I was laying out laying down on the couch. It's perverted. Face down or face up? <laughs> no, not face down, facing me. <laughs> okay. So yeah, the, the screen would be facing me and I would have the, the gamepad uh, resting on my belly. <laughs> <laughs> and and that would actually let me check the TV screen and the gamepad screen at a glance. I would not need to like move my head 90 degrees up and down to check the different screens. I would I'm just afraid need to, I'm like, going to need an illustration. <laughs> yeah, I will... I will give you an illustration, but yeah, Im- imagine right, illustration the in the show notes. <laughs> but yeah, just imagine that that you are holding the Wii U gamepad in front of you, arm stretched. Okay, you would clearly be able to see the gamepad screen and the TV screen, mm-hmm. assuming that the TV screen is also in front of you, right? Yeah, that would help. You would only need to like divert your eyes a little bit, and that's that. Yeah. So imagine that I am now now uh, laying down on the couch, 
Lay, uh, laying down on your stomach or no? He's, he's no, no, um, face up, belly up. Yeah, belly up. Okay, <laughs> okay. <laughs> Jesus Christ, guys! I don't this know. So I'm, I'm picturing you face down, like holding <laughs> holding the thing out in front of you, like uh, who was it? Like Batman? Like you're flying, like Superman? Yeah, like Batman. Like when Am Batman I... goes into his into his Batmobile in Batman Begins. Am I using the wrong term? No, no, no. Here? You're using. It's just my weird imagination has you. No, no, no. Laid okay. down, arms outstretched. Imagine, <laughs> imagine that oh, you're so sitting. Your arms arrested on your knees, which are outstretched along your body because you're laying down. Right. Okay. So that's that. I mean, instead of like sitting in a in a ninety degree angle, my body yeah. is like completely flat, and the gamepad is pro- on my belly. Probably real good for your neck. <laughs> well, of course, I have a reclined thing, so oh, okay. I've got couches, and it's not like a proper. Completely flat. It's just that I can see both. <laughs> <laughs> this is a wonderful explanation. I can't wait to highlight this. Yeah. Uh. So um, I played the whole game like that, and I enjoyed it very much. And uh, I think it does pay a good homage to the Nintendo 64 entry, which mm-hmm. is clearly what it's based on, because many of the enemies, many of the story points are based on the Nintendo 64 entry, both in dialogue, in lore, story, you name it. Right, right. So it it feels like some sort of reboot of the series, but changing some parts of the Nintendo 64 entry. Okay. So um, I, I beat the game. It's not a long game because Star Fox was meant to be played from start to finish and it would take you maybe like three hours. Sure, and and the more score you would get, and the the different route that you would uh, reach, and you would see different levels here and there, depending on what you did on the level. Okay, it's got certain branching, but I think the first playthrough, at least, it's straightforward. I don't think you can you can branch it out. Sure, but there's content in there to go and see. Yeah, there is a lot of content. I think I may have seen seven or eight levels mm-hmm. from a total of, I want to say. 14 but i am okay. not 100% sure because i don't have the screen in front of me i cannot check sure. but there are there are many levels that i have not visited and i know for a fact that at least on the training there is at least one vehicle that i have never used hmm. okay. so so it invites to be replayed and cool. uh, people will probably say that with the issues with the motion controls they are never going to replay the game i wouldn't really blame them for that sure yeah but I don't think it is the franchise killer that many people think that Star Fox yeah, that's, is. Yeah, that's what, that's what it feels like on the internet at the moment. That it's, it's quite heavily negative. But uh, yeah, it'd be good to get some some uh, positive voices out there, I guess. I think Earl... Well, Earl is definitely playing it. I think he's he's going on a Star Fox journey by playing yeah. through some of the, the other releases. Um to get a good idea of where this sits. Uh, so I'm sure we'll have, we'll have some, some thoughts from him soon. I really look forward to hear what, what he says about Star Fox Zero, especially after playing the other entries. Yeah. Because if you, if you are like completely new to the series and you start with, with Star Fox Zero, you may be a bit meh. <laughs> so you would probably not, <laughs> you would mm. probably not enjoy it because it relies heavily on you having played the others and the nostalgia factor. Okay, as maybe a, I should give it a go then because I've not played any Star Fox ever. Yeah, I mean, as a standalone game, mm. it's it's okay, but if you have played Star Fox games, that makes it better. 
right. somehow. To be honest, so, I don't I don't really give a crap about what Earl thinks about it. I just want to know what posture he's in while playing it. Yeah. Because I think I think you should yeah. really put together a, a how to article about this. Like what is the most Kotaku has oh, that. I've yeah, got an maybe. I've got an idea. So you're in a sex swing <laughs> upside down. Yeah. Your your TV is on the floor facing up, <laughs> and you're just outstretched with your arms down. Your all of your bl- you'd only be able to play like twenty minutes because all of the blood would rush to your head. No, no, no. If you um, if you were if you were suspended by the stomach, yeah. and you know thorax area in general, and <laughs> yeah. you had yeah you had your TV on the floor looking up at you, and you were just dangling your arms down. I mean, it requires yeah. a certain sort of core strength. But if you were just dangling your arms, you wouldn't need to dangle your head, so that would work. Well, blood's go- blood's going somewhere. I'm just saying, blood's going somewhere it shouldn't be. <laughs> the problem is, is when, you, yeah, when your anyway. sex swing snaps and you fall on your TV. <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> <laughs> anyway, yeah, I I did enjoy Star Fox Zero. I'm no not done with it by far. I will mm-hmm. replay it because I want to see at least the the different branches and the, the levels and the vehicles and all that. Sure. There is one thing that really, really, really bothers me about this game, though. Mm-hmm. The one thing that really bothers me is that the voiceover only comes through the Wii U gamepad speakers. Mm. There's no option. And there is no option. Oh, and, dear. And exactly. But it wouldn't... I mean... Some people would say, okay, yeah, but that's kind of justified. You know, it's realistic. It's radio sound. It's fine. Mm. Okay, I can accept that. But the kicker here is that it's not only the voiceover that comes out of the gamepad. It's the voiceover and the game sound. So if you're playing it with your speakers, with your TV or something, you would be having the TV sound and the gamepad sound if you want to listen to the voiceovers. Yeah, or you you turn that off and you don't get part of the audio at all exactly and you won't get any of the voiceovers which really bothers me because i really want to listen to the voiceover yeah yeah but i also want to take advantage of my nice stereo set you know yeah or if you were like if you had headphones you want it all through there for example yeah alternatively if you are like a selfish bastard you can Mm. always plug in your your headphones to your gamepad and that's the end of it (laughs) but okay yeah it it feels it feels wrong yeah, that seems like a, a big omission for the yeah. options. Speaking of options, just quickly before we f- finish up Star Fox, Quantum Break has an option I've never seen before. You can toggle off licensed music. Like if you were going to stream it and you didn't want it to get, you know, flagged. cut down, flagged, you could turn, you could hit this option and it would, I, I assume it doesn't replace it with, you know, royalty free music. Elevate but, the um, music. <laughs> yeah, exactly. That's another, that's another game that did this. Uh, okay. I, I can't remember which one. I think it was City Skyline. I think City Skyline has this, they call it streamer mode, okay. which actually disables licensed music. I, I, You know which game I want a streamer mode for? I want it for, it'd probably take away p- kind of like part of the st- Oh no, fun, it's not. But um, American Truck Simulator, like uh, I haven't even played that game because I want to play it on a stream and a stream is going to be silent unless I put music on which is going to get flagged yeah maybe definitely I, maybe i'll just rebroadcast one of our episodes <laughs> <laughs> anyway that's about oh, it oh yeah i had um, a brain fart it's not really city skyline it's a uh, concrete jungle it's yeah, pretty same much game. same kind of game but different developers sorry if i offended anyone <laughs> <laughs> just me <But> yeah, yeah. 
Okay. But I can live with you. You do that every day, yeah. so it's fine, Bob. Uh- <laughs> Your existence, yeah. <laughs> All right. Um, cool. Bob, thanks for telling us about Star Fox. I'm, I'm no happy problem. to hear that it's not all negative. Yeah, I think I think people should give it a try. I mean, when you have uh, a game that ha- I think it's, the current Metacritic score is 71 or 72, mm-hmm. some people would automatically yeah, diss that out as it's shit. Yeah, that's not too bad. It's not. It's not. I mean, it's 72. I mean, it's still 70, pretty damn 72 enjoyable. 72 means a lot of people like it and a lot of people are not sure about it. Like, so yeah. it's, it's still fine. Like, yeah, yeah. Yeah. I mean, I strongly recommend people to try it out and then get their own conclusions. If they yep. try it out and they tell me, Bob, you're an idiot, this game is shit. Okay, fair enough. I accept that. Mm-hmm. But at least you tried it. Yeah. So. Cool. All right. Um, I think that's it for games we've just been playing recently. Uh, just to look ahead at what we've got. Like, I've been spending a lot of time thinking about Overwatch. Uh, mm. And that is available for us that are pre-ordered from Tuesday coming up. So I'm not getting we'll it because s- you've all we will be so cl- you've all left me behind. Right. Well, yeah, we're going to be playing on PC. Um sorry. It's all right. It's all right. I'll play something mm. else. I've got an Assassin's Creed game. I'll be fine. <laughs> um well, there's something else that you can play from uh yesterday according to when we released this podcast. Uh-huh. Uh the next episode of Hitman Ah, yeah. Still haven't finished the first one. Best get on that. But yes, best yep. best do because it, it looks awesome. It's set in Italy. Um, so it's like some kind of villa setting. Mm-hmm. Looks interesting. It's a bank holiday um, weekend so, this weekend, so and I'm ooh, all oh, alone. Yes, I think it's bank nice. holiday. I think it's the Monday off here as yep. well, May the second. Yeah, yeah. Nice. All right. Cool. Um, so yeah, plenty more games coming up and so hopefully some more coverage from some of the stuff we've been discussing today. Uh, if you want to send us an email, ask us a question, uh, we've got an email address. That's podcast at goplaythat.com. And uh, we thank you for listening to us today. Thank you. Cheers. Bye. Goodbye. Goodbye. Yeah.